Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Andrew on and Andrew. Texas Criminal Defense. Hello, Mr. Decker. How are you, Mr. Harith? Doing well with a TH, Mr. Harith. You sound like you have a lisp. No, Is that I don't. How I sound all the time. No, Dang I don't. It. Hey, so uh, this episode is going to be dropping on September 1st, which means we have a lot of changes in the law going into effect. College football is back. College, but more importantly, college football is back. Right. Really, that we, we should talk about that because that's way more exciting than anything else we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And we've actually had a, a pretty busy uh, couple weeks since the last episode. Yeah. A trial for both of us, a trial, and then I was in trial the very next week. And I mean, um, multiple counties all over the place. So it's been a very busy summer for sure. I'm, yeah, I'm we kind of had to squeeze, we had to kind of squeeze this in. We do have to squeeze this in. And, you know, walking into some of the stores, there's Halloween decorations up. So I know the it's, heat is about to subside. It's too early for that. It's way too early for sure. Yeah. At least get through Labor Day and you happy know, Labor Day for those of you who get a three day weekend. It is the first. Yeah, isn't it? Well, so, but but the reason we're talking about it being September first is not for college football. It's not for Labor Day. It is because something the new, far less important. Far less important. Uh, it's a it's a legislative year here in the state of Texas. So the new laws, most of them will go into effect September 1, 2021, Those who uh, which came under uh, our legislative session of this summer. And we want to bring you up to speed on a few. Yeah, I kind of feel like there, there, we need a disclaimer right now. Like, this is just what you and I have gone through, mostly you, have gone through to determine what's really important to what we feel our audience would be interested in. Just criminal stuff. So if you're out there listening, you're like, well, I need, I, this is the only thing that's changing. I think I'm going to be okay. No, you, there's a lot more going into effect and a lot more changes. Remember, happening. this is not legal advice. If it's you, not uh, legal advice. If, if you, if you feel like you need to find exactly. out, consult your attorney, go, go talk to a dang attorney, right? Yeah. Call one of us <laughs> maybe even, but this is just, these are things that, that we think are, we're going to say generally important. Uh, maybe, maybe, um, yeah, especially uh, for our defenders, right, yeah. right. For our defenders, for our clients, for maybe even some of the general population. Um, so we're going to cover Certainly few... for, for some Johns out there. It's very important. Well, and those people that like the second amendment. Well, yeah, but really for the Johns, why, why are you no? jumping? You're jumping like to the second page. I know. Man. I know. That's the, that's the only, that's the only law that I can remember. Uh, not for. Well, we'll just move stop. On. Just stop. We'll <laughs> All right. So let's start. Let's start with the one that probably has gotten the most press. Well, um, certainly from this podcast, we had an entire episode about it. Right. Right. Yeah. We talked about how this might affect um, Terry v. Ohio uh, and constitutional carry. So the state of Texas has become one of the few states that's now a sanctuary state for the Second Amendment under the U.S. Constitution that we have a right to bear arms and a, a new bill. Uh, allowing for constitutional carry was passed and signed into law. So starting September 1, what, what are some of the requirements if I want to carry my handy-dandy uh, handgun? First, you got to be over 21. Yeah, yeah. Right? age requirement for right. sure, over right. 21. Um, and then basically, you don't have to have any licensing. You don't have to have any training. You don't have to have ever discharged a firearm or ever loaded a firearm. You can just pick that bad boy up and put it on your hip and it sounds be, like it sounds like a good idea be a big man yeah 
I'm ready to be a big man. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, no, but uh, basically, it says if you are, you cannot, you cannot be prohibited from carrying a weapon for other reasons or owning or possessing so you, a weapon. Yeah, over 21 and not prohibited for any other law, state or federal. Right. What are some pretty common reasons you can't carry a firearm? Or you can't own a firearm. You know, felon, felony conviction, uh, assault, family violence, finding. Um, you know, things like that, um, being intoxicated, right. Uh, possessing narcotics. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those are, th those are, well, let's go with the, no one who has a family violence finding is supposed to be able to carry under state law or federal law. If you're a felon, um, you can't carry a weapon. Some of those have some time limits. Yeah. Again, uh, consult an attorney for right. your specific case. Right. But basically if you're a law abiding citizen, uh, and you're over 21, you can carry a weapon. If you're one of the Andrews, absolutely. Right. right. Um, but there's still some places uh, you cannot carry. Uh, any place that has a 3006 or a 3007 warning still will apply. Uh, we can talk about those another time. Yeah, that because there's another law that kind of alters where you can carry that we'll get into here in a little bit. Right. Um, there's also, uh, the idea that, you know, you can't carry them into courts. Uh, you can't carry them into secure areas. So like you can't carry them to the Naval base. You, you know, you can't carry them into the airport. The airport. Right. Um, uh, you can't take them into a jail, right? Those are all secure facilities. Right. Um, so those still remain illegal, but generally strap that bad boy on and away you go. Take your gun to town. I'd so, rather take my girl to town. It's way more fun. Um, but some people. So it's still a crime to carry a firearm while intoxicated. That's been true previously under uh, uh, under the law uh, because any if you carry even if you had a uh, license to carry if you committed a crime greater than a traffic ticket, classy traffic ticket, which included public intoxication you then were unlawfully carrying a weapon. And so that, that's not really a change. Um, so the next one I think is kind of funny. If you're a gang member um, and you have a gun in your car, fire, firearm, I say gun, legally they're firearms. Right, right. right. We're, we're a classy show. Um, yeah, let's use the right terminology. We, we pride ourselves on that. <laughs> right, words have meaning. Um, it, it, if you're a gang member, and you have a firearm in your vehicle, that's a third degree felony. That's interesting because being a gang member in and of itself is not a crime, is it? Well, no. Um, I think there's some, uh, obviously, if you're a, a gang member and you are incarcerated, that's going to have some classification issues for you. Um, but, but no, you have you know, free speech rights to congregate to associate to associate and right and, and when you and when you look engaged at engaged in other criminal right, activities yeah yeah but uh, you know remember that a criminal street gang is any three or more persons engaged in a common uh criminal activity uh so you know if, yep. if the two of us and, and our uh sweet mate decided to you know like run around together and we said we you know we were the the attorneys in the hood I, would that make us a gang if we had a gun in the car i don't know it's weird um yeah yeah so you're gonna have a, i think there's gonna be a lot of like opening here for um you know was this person in a registration or on a list you know with some 
gang enforcement officer uh, or do they just throw like up that. some signals on their own face yeah, and, and they're being and whatever they're trying to be funny right right yeah um but it does allow and this is part of what we talked about in our terry v ohio discussion uh that a peace officer can disarm a citizen at any time if he thinks that it is for officer safety or for public safety so uh, you know, again, I think if an officer sees someone, you know, having re-listened to that episode, yeah. you know, walking through the Walmart parking lot, probably is going to have to leave you alone. But if I'm walking with a determined pace uh, and a look on my face that says I'm mad, he might say, hey, uh, let Come me talk uh, to you for a little yeah, bit. Let, I'm going to talk to you that gun and, and, and we're going to set this over here and assess what's going on. Uh, before I give it back to you, but if the officer can't find a reason, they have to return the weapon. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting after our last episode, and you know, as we approach this constitutional carry coming into effect, it, I think it will be very interesting to see um, just some of the case law that that comes down from it. Yeah, it will be. And so, the final thing that this law does is it allows for an expunction, but it's very clear that it's only under I think it's forty six oh two a. Don't quote me on that. We'll double check it and put it in the show notes if I'm wrong. Um, but but basically that charge is that I was carrying a handgun outside of my home or and not directly en route to a vehicle. Uh, and so I was unlawfully carrying a weapon. It would not apply to that public intoxication. I was committing a crime greater than a class C traffic ticket. So DWI, um, you know, possession of marijuana, right? I've had a few of those where they've got a little bit of weed in their backpack and they keep a gun in their car. Um, and this person is otherwise a lawful abiding citizen. They don't have yeah. any other history. Now that is interesting. That's kind of how they make it, you know, the, that's the retroactive uh, application of it. That, that is a really interesting part of. of right. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever had a case where their only thing they had was that they were carrying their gun, basically walking down the street. I've never seen an unlawful carrying of a weapon without some other offense uh, attached to it. Right. But so, it, it certainly I'm sure has happened uh, across the state. If I'm you sure. need help with that, contact uh, Andrew Decker at our website, texascrimdefense.com. He's already done all the research for you, folks. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> all right. So you said that, that, that there are so, there's a change in where I can carry my gun. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a separate bill. What do you, what'd you find, Mr. Harris? Well, hotel rooms can't restrict you from bringing your gun into your room. So hotel guests now allowed to carry and store firearms and ammunition in their private room. The new law pro prohibits hotels from banning firearms. However, the hotel, you know, can adopt a policy that says you just can't, um, you know, you can't openly carry it or it has to be carried or stored in a certain way or certain manner, uh, which I think is interesting, right? Because there's, there's been some of those mass shootings. The one in Vegas happened from a hotel. Um, I, that's a really interesting way to ruin this law. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a really interesting stance. I think that, the um uh, that, that the legislature took here right i think the legislature looked at this as that you know when i'm in a hotel that is temporarily my home um and in texas we very much believe in the castle doctrine excuse me and without um, a doubt yeah you know and so i think they're they're looking at it like that uh and um i would say most of us probably feel a little less safe staying in a hotel of any quality than we do probably in our own home Sure. I've never really thought about it. 
I, I don't think I've ever been felt unsafe in a hotel. Right. But you don't feel as comfortable. Right. I'm just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm, I guess that's right. I'm trying to think like a legislature. Right. Oh, man. That, I'm going to get you a wheelchair. Will you out of here after this episode? Maybe. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I think that's, I guess that's right. It is. You definitely know that that is not your home. So, yeah, and like you, you know, you generally double lock. You know, you lock the bolt yeah, and you throw the, the, the deal. And you know, there are other people that technically have access to that room. And well, um, now I'm never going to stay in a hotel. Well, you will. Cause, so because next summer you're going to go to Rusty Duncan. That is true. You it's better on my list. Yeah, you better. So uh, and and you know what? Dang it! I'm going to bring my firearm. No, I, no, no. Uh, no. Okay. Well. Um, but if I wanted to, I could, um, so that's, um, that's Senate bill 20 was signed and, into law. And as we said previously, we have found that anytime you have a firearm and there's anything, any, any questions of law, any questions of, of did something happen, the firearm just makes it, as I say, more, it just makes it. Oh more, yeah. Right. So, so it, please, it adds an element, it adds an element of concern. It adds an element of you know, did you react, uh, in a, in a moment? Uh, so, so be careful out there, be careful with it. That's, yeah, that, that's going to be my advice. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, for that advice to me personally. I appreciate it. Um, the, <laughs> and I, that's why I don't, uh, I, I, well, that's why you don't take my advice. Is that's that... why, well, I was going to say, it's why I don't carry my gun. Well, I'm not really a hothead, you know, so I'm not, I don't, I try not to be impulsive and I don't really have too much road rage. I don't, but I don't carry a firearm. I don't really well, I, fear for my safety in any way. Yeah. Basically, you know, I've, uh, we're, we're me we're, personally. I mean, I guess we're getting off topic. We're, we're chasing a rabbit a little, a little bit here, but, but let's chase it for just a second. As I've explained to several of my clients who wanted to get a firearm, you know, like that, I need it for my house, you know, for protection. And I would say, why? Yeah. Right. Is someone threatened you? Has someone, and, and I said, you know, I've, I've known your, like one guy, I knew his parents, I knew him, you know, I knew, you know, and I was like, so collectively there's about 150 years of life there. Has anyone, if, has anyone in that 150 years felt like they, if it weren't for a gun in their hand, they wouldn't be here. And he said, uh, no. And I said, so what are the odds in the next year that that's going to happen to you? Yeah. I mean, I guess it could happen. Um, I I've known construction workers who like to keep a gun in their car just for, you know, they're going to different job sites or whatever. And yep, that's always I, my question too, is like, Oh, does that happen a lot? And they're like, well, no. And it's never really happened. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, but I, could it happen? Sure. sure. I mean, you know, a star could fall and hit me in the head and I'm gone. So I, I don't know. Maybe. Lightning. Right. You know, shark bite. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Shark. I mean, I don't live near an ocean, but I'm sure a shark bite could happen. I've seen Sharknado. I mean, that that could happen. Shit is real. <laughs> <laughs> or, there goes our explicit tag, man. Hey, Dang it. <laughs> we haven't had one in a long time. Sorry about that. You can bleep it out if you want. Okay, so um, let's uh, let's move on. I we can send all your angry emails and letters about constitutional carry and but it is uh, the law, right? You, our you, stance on right. On, on just, our commentary here yeah, to Andrew Decker. Yeah, primarily we're saying be careful. Be careful with it. Um, that that that'd yeah. be that'd be my primary. Maybe go see a therapist. I don't know. Uh, whatever. I okay. probably need to anyway. I mean, 
If you got that right. much fear, I don't but, know. But, right. but if I'm going to the therapist, I shouldn't obstruct emergency vehicles, right? Right. So that's our next law. We're, yeah, we're moving on. I mean, we've had segue. obstructing highway passageway on the books for quite some time, right? I mean, we know that law front and back now. Um, yeah, yeah, we don't want to talk about that right now. But, but there has been a change specifically for obstructing emergency vehicles. Yeah, and so this 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 grew out of uh, the protests over the last year, year and a half, uh, where people would um, block traffic. Uh, in Dallas, one of the one of the ones that I remember seeing. You know, they're walking across the uh, the major bridge over the Trinity from downtown going into East Dallas. Yep. Um, and several of those people were arrested for obstruction of a highway. But this specifically is about obstructing an emergency vehicle. So if a fire fi- fire truck, emergent, uh, an ambulance, I don't know that it actually includes. Um, well, it says emergency vehicle with lights and siren to obstruct access to a hospital or healthcare facility. So I don't know that um, any of that, that, that protest in Dallas may, may not, may not pass muster under this new law. I mean, of course I haven't seen the exact text of the code offense, but um, the way that the way that we have found in our research, right. Obstructing access to a hospital or healthcare facility. I would imagine if an ambulance has its lights and siren ambulance. Is that that how I said it? Yeah, it is. You know, in my, in my head, I pronounced it ambulance which is weird yeah. that you heard it that, that yeah way. That, that other way so yeah so so if, so if the ambulance has its lights and sirens on i think any prosecutor is going to say it's on its way to a hospital or healthcare facility or it's going to take care of someone right right and and, and just by blocking it you are obstructing an emergency vehicle well at the very yeah so so the difference between obstruction of a highway that's class b obstructing an emergency vehicle this is a state jail felony so um and, and I get it, right? I, I can understand the, the need to protest, right? Uh, yep. Sometimes that is, that, that is something that a passion that grows out of someone and they, you know, a group uh, on, on either side. And so they, they move and they, but if there's an ambulance, right? Assume that someone's life is on the line. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, give, the, the give only- them drink, give them away. I, I try not to watch too much of the news uh, just because it's just so Me dang too. depressing, right? I don't remember, though, in any of the coverage I saw of the protests where there was specifically mentioned, like, they, they blocked this, amb- this ambulance was blocked. It was on, it was on its way. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, and, and somebody, I'm sure, will point it out to me. I do remember when the bridge in New Jersey was raised and blocked that there were uh, a couple different ambulances on its way, like for a life-threatening emergency that were blocked because of that. So Chris Christie certainly probably obstructed emergency vehicles if this was in Texas, but I I don't know of any street (laughs) protests that did that in the past. That was was in a street protest. Um, But the the point being, you're going to have to let that emergency vehicle pass. Um, It'll be interesting if that changes, uh, you know, going to and from a hospital um, but also if they expanded at some point to really include more than just the ambulance or fire truck going towards right. a hospital, would they include police vehicles? Police, right? And, yeah. and that that if you're Can protesting fairly the subjective, police, that's 
could be a problem. Anyway. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the courts uh, with protests, they've routinely upheld um, First Amendment, um, you know, freedom of speech, right to protest, right to gather, that kind of stuff. Um, but they find but, different ways, but, right? Yeah, but but not not so much when it's directly affecting somebody else who's not participating in that protest. So the yeah. blocking of the roadway, you know, again, just like with constitutional carry, please just be reasonable and smart. If you're, if you're going to engage in, if you're going to engage in a protest, if you're going to speak civilly in the streets, leave your gun at home. Well, no, I was going to say, do it reasonably. Do it reasonably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe that just shows how big of a jackass I am. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So, so again, uh, coming out of the, um, uh, protests, people in there, there were a few where fireworks were used to, you know, kind of like police use uh, tear gas. Apparently some protesters used fireworks to help disperse the police. I got to tell you, fireworks are my nemesis too. I, I'm like the curmudgeon. I'm not that old, but I'm like the curmudgeon on the, on the street. Who's like, you damn kids. Put those fireworks. You're you're disturbing the neighborhood. I hate yeah. them. I, I, they should outlaw them. I I, I really terrible. I really enjoyed them. I, I'm gonna I think they're fun. I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna start a protest for that. Well, you do that. All right. Anybody wants to sign up? Contact me. Um. No, but you can't you can't use fireworks against the police or to interfere with police activity or to help assist in the fleeing from police. Um, now the hard part is here, here's the funny part. Uh, I light fireworks for the 4th of July in my in-laws house. They're just outside of Weatherford. We put them on the pool deck and it's kind of fun as we wait for the, wait for the bigger displays. Um, I know how hard it is. You to, are the problem. I am the problem. <laughs> um, that you're not the first person to say that. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm thinking if I'm running from the police and I have to light a firework, I know how hard it is to do it when I'm goodbye fingers. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I have like a club on my hand, like Jason Pierre Paul, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so again, be careful, but, but I, I, I just see it, see it being really hard to, to pull this off. I mean, I guess obviously someone did, otherwise we wouldn't be setting up a law for it, but I mean, just think, think though, they, the fireworks are dangerous in a normal situation, but in a high stress situation, you're talking about, these are controlled explosive devices and sometimes not so controlled. And so just, um, you know, it starts off as a, as a state jail felony, but if you were aiming that, uh, or firing it at an officer, it's a second degree felony, which kind of makes sense. I mean, that's assault public servant, right? You know, um, yeah. even if, even if that officer does not, does not incur bodily injury, even if it doesn't necessarily hit them, right. Then it doesn't really matter. You have directed it at them. Right. Uh, that's a second degree felony. So also uh, very closely tied to that is the use of the laser pointer. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and if you point a laser pointer, well, first of all, again, this is one of those things where people get in trouble for them. Uh, they, you know, because well, one, they go a really long way before they disperse enough not to be a laser anymore. Um, uh, if you point them at a plane, there are people that get arrested every year for, God, uh, laser pointers just need to go the way of fireworks. You know what I mean? Just well, make I, them, just make them illegal. Somebody in trial tried to pull out a laser pointer for our trial a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And they couldn't and make I it work. I rolled my eyes. So well, hard. what was funny was it worked on the wall, but it wouldn't work on the of screen. Course, of course.
course not on the TV. <laughs> idiots. Um, um, so anyway, but, but pointing that laser pointer at a uniformed officer uh, is now a third degree felony. It used to be a misdemeanor. And if that officer gets hurt, causes bodily injury. So I guess if, if he or she, uh, feels pain from it going in their eye, well, maybe, or they see it and they, they jump out of the way, right? Because the, the fear of the laser pointer is that you are pointing, uh, a laser controlled, you know, gun, gun or, yeah. or a gun sight. Yeah. Right. Um, so I guess if they react in such a way that they hurt themselves, uh, specifically because of the laser pointer that can be a first degree felony that you know that's five to 99 or life for something i can pick up for two bucks at uh the dollar general fairly fairly serious yeah Yeah. not fairly serious that's 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 big time and and really quite a jump from the prior uh the the way it used to be worded which just made it a, a misdemeanor um so we got some serious ramifications here for um fireworks as well as laser pointers yeah yeah and again these are these are well they're to protect our law enforcement they're to protect protect our public servants they are uh to protect um you know people that are doing their job and we hope they're doing it respectfully we're hoping they're doing it properly um you know so i get it I wouldn't want an explosive device pointed my way. Right. I, I think some of the usage maybe from protesters, I, again, I didn't really see any news articles that showed that I'm sure maybe in Portland, they had some pretty crazy. Um, but I think those were stuff like there, but... Roman candles. And I don't know about you, but as a kid. Yeah. I've been hit with a Roman candle. It's yeah, not bad. I've been shot. But, <laughs> but like a bottle rocket, man, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that would, that would really hurt. Yeah. There's, um, there's some that, that yeah, would, I, I wouldn't want it. I, and I know a lot of our, a lot of these police officers, I am very skeptical of police officers. We've talked about this on the show. I know, I know some good cops and I, I certainly wouldn't want them, um, to be injured or, or hurt on the job. And especially with a dang firework that should be illegal across the board anyways. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, you are an old curmudgeon. I, man, I just got to tell you, I, the 4th of July and New Year's Eve, like I am not celebrating. I am out yeah, there. Yeah, my dogs like, are freaked out. That turn, is true. Yeah, and my dog freaks out as well. And, uh, you know, and I, I don't stay up till midnight watching fireworks. Like I, there are much better ways to entertain yourself. You know, I mean, after a while, it's just like, okay, I, I'm over this. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So, yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't want them being shot at with fireworks or, put in fear with the laser pointer. So the next one is, uh, what I, uh, falls into criminalization of the poor in my world. Oh yeah. And, uh, it is something that I don't know that we've talked about it on the show, but if you are poor, you can find yourself as a criminal for stuff that everyone else doesn't even think about. Right. Um, yeah. So just, so now just surviving, um, for, for a lot of these, uh, individuals has, has become a crime. Right. Because this is putting a, basically it's called the homeless camping band, right? So if you are homeless, it's a class C misdemeanor. It's a $500 fine. Now here's the irony, right? I'm homeless. I'm sleeping in a sleeping bag, maybe a tent, 
And what happens? Yeah, I get fined. $500? Yeah, not going to happen, buddy. I'm not paying that. Right. Uh, Probably not showing up to court. I'm probably never going to pay that. So now I'm going to have to sit it out in jail to pay for that fine. An officer can arrest me for it, although they're supposed to make some reasonable efforts to direct me away from the jail. But how many times have we heard, Andrew, just when trying to find places for our clients that like, Hey, this shelter is full. That shelter is full. You know, I mean, I, this is just going to overwhelm. Well, and my understanding jails, is shelters, et cetera. you know, from the little bit that I followed this one, this is very specifically aimed at the city of Austin where they're not enforcing oh, Lord. Uh, loitering. And so the legislature, which, you know, sits in Austin decided we're going to, we'll take care of that. We'll make it where it's a, it's a crime. Still got to get the police to enforce it. Yeah. Well, and, and I think this is going to be one to, to quote another, another episode where they're, they're cherry picked. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, but also, you know, if I, if I write you a $500 citation and I tell you to pack up, do I, do they get to look at all the stuff I have? Uh, just, mm. but, but Man. here's the deal, boys and girls. I don't know. Well, that's not true. I know a few people that have decided that, that they, I'm not sure, prefer to be homeless, but they're not going to take the effort not to be homeless. Right. Yeah. But 95% of them don't want to be homeless. Right. I mean, I, you know, this is a very complicated issue. Um, Houston's done a really great job of reducing their homeless population, and it has taken decades to to see improvement. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done with mental health resources, with addiction recovery, you know, resources, um, finding stable housing, providing uh, jobs where people can afford stable housing. I mean, this is not just like, well, we're just going to make it a crime and that's going to solve the issue. No. Yeah, yeah, this this has got a lot of public policy stuff around it. In my opinion, and in my, from my observation, um, making something a crime doesn't doesn't generally make the situation better. I don't I don't see I really don't see deterrence as being a factor in reducing crime. Yeah, yeah, because the death penalty took care of all the murders, as we right. There's about. no more murders anymore. Right. People think about that in the heat of the moment. They're about to pull the trigger. Like, oh, wait a second. This is this is a death penalty case. I better not do this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which is kind of where you know what when we were talking about this episode, this next this next uh, charge that we're going to talk about is like I just was like, are you serious? Like oh, this going to be no more of this crime anymore? Right, right. So you you, you kind of alluded to early, earlier. So what is this next one that we're going to talk about? Right. It is now a felony uh, to pay for sex in the state of Texas, which I think is just going to solve the prostitution issue for the state of Texas. There's going to be no more prostitution now because all the Johns are going to be like, man, it was a misdemeanor, but now it's a felony. And now, now a, yeah, previously it really wasn't that embarrassing, right? I didn't have to look at my wife or my kids or my employer when I got arrested. Now yeah. I've got, now I've got a felony. Yeah. Before it was just a misdemeanor. So news outlets didn't post my photo everywhere when I was arrested on a stink, not me personally, but just you know, the <laughs> hypothetical person. I mean, like, how much more do you, like, you know, how much more deterrence do you want? I mean, it's a misdemeanor, right? But every time there's a sting, 
the news there the, it's a circus i mean they're putting your face up on the on the uh television screen yeah online. The, these these 10 people two of which were teachers one was exactly. a pastor and one works at the local library yeah right and they'll throw those people up in in bold now, now it's a felony now all those people would be like dang i wish it was a felony back before i got caught because i wouldn't have done <laughs> that's it that's right that's right uh, but 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 here's the deal the purpose let's go back to the purpose is that many people who engaged in prostitution many of the of the prostitutes many of the mostly women right. but sometimes it's men, not their choice they, they are they are uh being trafficked yes right and so th- we're not talking about pretty woman where you know uh julia roberts and i know i'm old because i'm talking about a movie from 1990 it's um, still it's still people remember it even right. if they were born after yeah like you um oh, sure uh we're not we're not talking about a, an adult woman who freely moves around and does what she wants to we're talking about that many people who are engaged in prostitution are being trafficked effectively what we would call slaves right they yep. they do not have a right to come and go they are not control of their own person they're not in control of their, where they live uh they may be being abused mentally physically uh and so um those yeah, yeah. That, that's what certainly they're, that's I what think, they're trying to target and i and i think this you know i i know i was kind of being very facetious earlier but the i think prostitution is driven by quote-unquote johns i i do think that it's the it's a a demand driven uh industry god what a terrible way for me to to put that i i don't i i think we initially or for the longest time saw the women as being um the problem right uh and and in reality i i definitely don't think that i think it's i think it is men who are out there maybe being a predator or whatever but putting women in this situation so uh i certainly am glad to see that it's not uh prostitution for uh, if you are selling, it's still a misdemeanor. Um, this is just paying for sex. Right. In many counties, if, 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 a, if a, someone who is selling sex, selling their body or uh, sexual favors, um, and they are the prostitute or what we would call a prostitute, many counties will actually uh, try to enter them into a program yep. to, to help them move out of that. Uh, and to to have a, a a better successful life afterwards, uh, because they most most counties realize now that that person may not be making a choice of their free will. Right. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully this does help uh, get some of those women out of the uh, out of the situation they find themselves in. And so technically, you know, being a John paying for sex, state jail felony, six months to two years in a state jail facility, and a ten thousand dollar fine. However. That can be increased yeah. to a first degree first felony. degree felony if if the actor recruited, enticed, or obtained the victim from a shelter, treatment center for runaways, foster children, the homeless. It's now illegal to be homeless, but you also can't take advantage of them. Uh there's a yeah. little irony there. Um yeah. sorry. Uh I mean, how else are they gonna pay that? Uh it's terrible. Never mind. Right. Um so and that is where a lot of those people are, are where a lot of people who are being trafficked are picked up. They are being picked up from the streets. It's a vulnerable population for sure. Right. And they're like, Hey, you know, we'll give you a place to live. We'll give you, you know, shelter for the night, you know, if this, this, and that, and it, it really is, well, it's terrible. It's terrible, but I don't know that it's slowing down the Johns. Terrible all the way around. I just don't think it's going to have any effect on the Johns agreed with you. Um, However, 
you know something I've always wanted to do? Uh, I've always... Be as cool as me? Well, besides that. Okay, what else? Uh, I've always just wanted to take one of those tiny little ATMs that's in the convenience store. I don't know well, why. They charge you like $7 yeah, to get $20 man. out. I'm like, how much cash do you actually have in there? You know? Well, really. who, who carries cash now? Well, right? nobody, but that's why the ATM fees are so high. They got to pay for that stuff. <laughs> no, because uh, my, my, my point. So, so we're about to talk about destruction of an ATM. When I saw this, I thought, how many of us now just have a debit card? Yeah, why, why is there really a need? I, I, think, I think whenever, because this is a, maybe the second time we've done an episode like this. And I think the last time we did an episode, we were both kind of like joking about it. Like, why is there really a demonstrated need? Is the legislature spending their time like losing sleep at night? Like those, those precious ATMs. Right. So, you know, so I just, I, like, is there really a need to, to, to legislate a higher degree for destruction of an ATM? No, I don't think there was, I, I think basically we're moving it out of criminal mischief to destruction of an ATM. I mean, right. it would still be, we were talking about this. It would still be burglary of a building. It, Likely. Depending on, depending on, you know, criminal mischief could be like a felony level criminal, criminal mischief. The theft with all the money that's in the ATM. The value of the ATM if right. you actually like pull it away. Yeah. I mean. Although those are fun to watch on the, the, the those are fun to watch on the news where somebody comes in, they break a window, they run a chain around the ATM, they pull it off of the truck. The funnier loads are where, where they the pull out car, <laughs> the car doesn't go anywhere or the bumper with the license plate comes flying <laughs> yeah, off yeah, and they're yeah. like, Hey Joe, we found your license plate yeah. connected to the ATM. <laughs> but yeah, exactly so now, right, man. So, so now destroying, damaging or stealing an ATM machine. And I'm sure damage is more than just like, Hey, my my card got what? eaten and it didn't work. Like yeah. you have to damage it yeah. purposefully. Uh, it's a third degree felony with a uh, two to ten in the uh, in the pen in the penitentiary, um, because the legislature said it's trying to deter the spike of smash and grab crimes involving involving ATMs. I have zero cases involving a smash and grab of an ATM. How many cases do you have? I, I've I've never had one. I maybe that's just we're not practicing in enough counties. I don't know. I I don't. I have not seen a documented spike in, in smashing grabs. I've seen them on the news, but you, like I said, usually it's that, Hey, we want to catch this guy or yeah. look how stupid this guy was. I, they're kind of sensational, right. right? I mean, they're fun videos to watch. Um, but dang. And for those store owners, I imagine it's a huge issue. Oh, but again, yeah. yeah. I think I think, already had the crimes in place. Right. Well, we like, we like making, so in case you forgot, you know, uh, I was a former pastor. And so, so sometimes I go back and put on my pastor hat. And this is one of those places yep. where if you, if you go back and read the Hebrew scriptures, right. Um, the, just, just stay with me for a minute. Okay. God tells Adam and Eve, right. If we're, if we're in the mythical garden of Eden, he, God says, do not eat of the tree of the fruit of knowledge. Right. And later when the serpent speaks to Adam and Eve, cause they're together. Sometimes we try to try to take the man out of that, but they're together if you read it carefully. And the serpent asks, is there anything you can't eat or touch? And they said, we cannot eat Adam and Eve go. We can't even touch the fruit, touch the tree or we might die. Right. We as humans have a tendency. If we want to protect something to put layers around it to the point where we build laws, not so, so we don't even touch it. How do we not eat it? Don't touch it. Don't go close to it. Don't get near it. Don't look at it. Right. 
this is this is something we've done for all of our humanity. We're adding another layer, thinking that somehow that's going to keep us from doing crimes to an ATM. I have complained about this with you before. I think it is a reflection of the lack of lawyers in our legislature. I really do. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you have complained. So you're running for office next year. I better not. Okay. Well, I, I, nobody would appreciate my politics. I'm sure we have people on both sides of the spectrum going, what an idiot. idiot, idiot. I yeah, don't think yeah, so. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't win, win the office of dad in my own home if I had to actually be elected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think politics is in my, is in my future. I ran for student body president when I was at AM and, I did okay, but you know, it was like out of the top three. Hey, speaking of AM, I'm thinking about running the Bryan College Station half marathon in December. Okay. Okay. Uh we'll we should talk about that maybe off off. Podcast. I'm just I, you you brought up AM and I was talking about this yesterday with my friends. You could well, come with hey, us. Bryan College Station is a wonderful town. Wonderful. But um, but that was like my only experience in politics, and I don't want to get back into it. Okay. So so Ironically, you know, I just said that we like to build rules around things to protect us from them. This is one of those places where we're starting to lessen the rules as society is yeah. deciding something is not. This is something I agree the next, with. The next two, the next the two uh, laws are are lessening uh, the restrictions on marijuana and alcohol. Yep. So why don't you tell us first about marijuana? Well, you know, you remember me just telling you about that. Um, that. Uh, uh, student body president race I did back at AM. Well, that has created a lot of stress for me, traumatic stress. It's post-traumatic stress disorder, I think is what I go through. And I'm kind of making light of it. But if I were able to prove that and had a for doctor's any, note- For anyone who has suffered from PTSD, I apologize for Mr. Harris. You can find him at- It sorry. was incredibly, uh, just in, incredibly um, insensitive of me to make that joke. Uh, I apologize. But it was- a joke. But if you are suffering from PTSD, cancer, certain conditions, a doctor can prove that up. Um, you can use medical marijuana now. With, but the doctor has to actually write a prescription. Yep. Um, and there are certain reasons, but they're expanding. They, they've expanded those. Um, right. We had hemp and CBD a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, now, you know, uh, what? THC possession up to 0.03% um, was legal, uh, because of the CBD stuff. And now we're getting into medical marijuana. We'll see how this goes. Maybe we see in our lifetime legalization of marijuana in the state of Texas. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think it's coming. Yeah. The writing's on the wall. And I think once they see who knows how much this is going to cost, you're going to have to get it from a dispensary or some approved pharmacy. The, I imagine the state taxes on it are going to be pretty huge. Um, and well, if and, they, and you better have a prescription, you absolutely better have a prescription. Yeah. All right. You know, it's still, it's still class B misdemeanor up to two ounces, class A misdemeanor up to four ounces, etc. cetera. Which is a lot of marijuana. For, two ounces of marijuana is a lot of marijuana. Yeah. For, I mean, I don't partake. Um, so, but I've seen what two ounces of marijuana like, looks like. Yeah. And I, I think I would be like, oh, wow, that's a lot of marijuana. Maybe for some of you who do partake, you'd be like, man, that's not, that's, yeah, that ain't nothing but a that's thing. Nothing. That's a weekend. Right. right. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, but, but in volume, two ounces or four ounces, I'm like, dude, that's a if lot of marijuana. If you couldn't tell from this podcast, neither Andrew or I partake 
yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Marijuana. I, we're not that cool, as you can tell. If you yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. If you listen to us more than once, you know we're not that cool. But um, I, but I, I hope that this, I hope that this does lead to legalization. I think that I think that that's that's common sense uh, legislation for us. Um, and I, I've talked with defense attorneys or people who say, of course, you're a defense attorney, you're against it. Like, man, I don't represent that many marijuana cases. It, it, yeah. And it, so Mr. Harith and I might actually disagree on this. I, I'm not as excited about legalizing marijuana as some of the, some of my colleagues, but I think it's going to happen. Um, but we're, but again, we're, we're, we're taking away some of those protections. So it's kind of the opposite of the story I told just a few minutes ago. Yeah. If you are, if you do have a prescription, just like possession of dangerous drug or controlled substance or anything like that, you must keep your prescription on you at all times. It, with yeah, with, with the marijuana, yeah, or the, the substance, whatever. Prescri- any prescription. And you be, you know, if you have it in your car, uh, you will likely be arrested for DWI. People think that DWI is just for alcohol. Nope, it is for any, any substance, any, any foreign substance that any. causes a, a debilitating factor to mental and physical functions. That's right. Now, um, that being said. You get arrested for DWI, you better be calling us. Amen. We are ready. But here's the great thing. We now have alcohol to go. We can. Yes, this is our last one. Are we taking too much time? We're, um, we're getting close. No, we're, we're, we're good. Alcohol to go. Tell us about that one. So the new law allows, so during the pandemic, uh, to help some of our restaurants, uh, the, the governor allowed temporarily for alcohol to be um, uh picked up at a restaurant with your meal and you could carry alcohol out. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that was temporary and they pass that as a law. So you can get alcohol to go with a, with your order. Um, but also they've expanded the sale of beer and wine on Sundays to as early as 10 AM, you know, so you can, uh, you still can't oh, buy hard liquor, you, right. You can't, you know, buy hard liquor on a, on a Sunday, but you can, you know, if, if the Cowboys come on at noon, and you want to make you're out of Bud Light, you can run down to the run down to the local store and get you some. Hey, may even, you know, make a beer run before church. Yeah. If that's Dude. if that's you know that's evangel being if Catholic. That's what you want. Right. That's not I mean, sure. Or the Whiskapellians. No Whiskapellians. <laughs> <laughs> you know why you don't take you you know you never take a take only one Baptist deacon with you when you go fishing? Why? Because if you only take one, I'll drink all your beer. <laughs> Um, sorry, again, now, now, angry <laughs> emails and letters uh, direct to Andrew Decker this week, please. Uh, yeah, so so we've now offended. Let's everybody, see, everybody, everybody. Um, but as you can tell, we mean it all in good good humor. Um, uh, yeah. So so we have some good things. We have some weird new laws. We have some things that I think Andrew and I are pretty concerned about constitutional carry. And um, but. <laughs> But this one, I you know, these last two, they're re, they're actually easing up a bit, thankfully. Right, right. Again, this is not the uh, the entirety of the new laws going into effect. Not at all. Um, and we, this is just a brief overview, so th- definitely don't use any of this as legal advice. Right, right. Th- th- these are just th- these are just kind of letting you know, letting you have an idea um, what to watch for. Obviously, you need to look them up uh, if you actually have a have a, an encounter with one of these laws, uh, or you have questions about them, please seek legal advice, talk to an attorney. 
um, yeah. so they can better advise you. Defenders to make sure you're watching out for your offense states. If you got an off, if you have a client that's charged with this, maybe the offense state was August, you know, 29th and it got to the county attorney or DA's office after, you know, September 15th and they're charging it with a new, you know, you may actually not have been, your client may not have been committing an offense before or at least September not, 1st. Or, or at least not as great of an offense. Right, right, right. So, so, you know, whenever September 1 comes around in legislative years, always we have to be very mindful of the offense dates. Right. So well, yeah. they can still find us on Facebook. They can okay. find us on Twitter. Well, that is great to know. They can find us uh, on the web, the web, texascrimdefense.com, where you can contact each of us directly. And I want to thank, so, so the, on our last episode, if, in case you didn't notice, yeah, we with had, Dean, we, yeah, with Dean uh, our initial uh, posting, posting right. had some missing sound. Dean was, was not present for some reason. Yeah. We fixed it. But a couple of our listeners actually reached out to us on Twitter and on uh, Facebook and said, hey, did you know? And so I know that we watch those things and i greatly appreciate those listeners that, yeah we were that, able to get it fixed pretty quick but yeah sorry for the inconvenience and i know it's kind of a kind of an issue and definitely not an insult to dean that was a great right episode yeah go back and listen if you haven't for sure and if you want any we, had, we did have somebody else reach out asking for the board dyer sample that dean mentioned in that so if you do want that contact us we will be happy to send it your way yep um we try to include those things on the show notes for you know whatever reason we didn't include it on i don't the, think we have them yet yeah, we didn't have them yet. And then, um, but if you have any questions at all, we are very responsive and happy to help. Yeah. So for Andrew Harris, I'm Andrew Decker. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.